0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is BP and Paxton. Hi! Hello. Today we're playing Lizard Wizard. The designer was Glenn Drover, who also did Railways of the World, Age of Empires III, The Age of Discovery, Empire's Age of Discovery, which is two different games. Uh, Raccoon Tycoon, and Mosaic, A Story of Civilization. The artist was Jacobi O'Connor, Age of Empires III, The Age of Discovery, Evolution... Raccoon Tycoon and Mosaic, A Story of Civilization. And I believe on this one, he just did the graphic design. Uh, and Annie Stegg, who also did Raccoon Tycoon and Mosaic, A Story of Civilization. Although, as we learned when we play that game, she just did the cover art for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did all the stuff for this one. Astoria is a land pulsing with magic and intrigue. A handful of archmages are vying for the loyalty of wizards across the land so that they can wield ultimate power. While competing to recruit wizards from seven unique schools of magic, you will also have to create mystical towers, research powerful spells, summon helpful familiars, and search dark dungeons for gold and items of power. The mechanics are auction bidding, commodity speculation, hand management, push your luck, and set collection. And Paxton, how would you describe that
1: box? There's a big lizard on the front with like a lantern and in the background, it's kind of like dim and dark like it's night, but there's castles kind of dotting and they all are kind of lit up by lanterns. They yeah. have towers. Are those little little wizards down on that path as well? Yeah, it looks
0: like it. Yeah, and then this is the uh, Kickstarter version, so it's like all glossy and uh, super nice looking. But yeah, and then the art is... So I think it was more Victorian for Raccoon Tycoon. Mm-hmm. This seems more... Uh, fantasy, uh, medieval style.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's a very quintessential Annie Stegg style of art where you have uh, anthrop
0: Anthro- anthropomorphic.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got some animals. The lizard on the front that's uh, kind of in the lower left-hand corner standing out at you also has like a um, robe with a big hood on it. So...
0: So with that, would you pick
2: it up off the shelf Pexen?
1: I think so, because I mean the name Lizard Wizard is pretty pretty fun. So. The alliteration's nice. Yeah. Yeah. BP?
2: Yes, I am a big fan of Annie Stick art. I have several of her prints uh hanging on my walls, in fact.
0: Yes. Yeah, we've got a bunch of her art in the house. Uh Obviously, I backed it because we have the box sitting here in front of us. But also, uh, I think Annie Stegg is on a short list of artists where it doesn't really matter what the theme is. I'm going to pick it up and want to play it. And Beth Sobel is the other one. So when mm-hmm. I said it's incredibly short, it is just Beth Sobel and Annie Stegg. <laughs> if they are the artists, I don't really care what the theme is. I'm probably going to want to play it. Yeah. Because I love both of their arts. So. Uh, Paxton, you've never played Raccoon Tycoon, I have. So we're gonna start with you on how you think this is played based on everything in front of you.
2: And then the mechanics. The
0: mechanics and the description.
1: Well, handily on this little card in front of me, there's a thing that explains all of the things that we have to do. Okay, we
0: might have handed that out too early. So what do you think, Paxton?
1: (sighs) Um, I mean, there's a thing at the top with, like, it looks like different ingredients. Okay. Uh-huh. It's sulfur and a horn and eye of new or nightshade, and it's got, like, a track with numbers. Mm-hmm. And so, I assume
0: that's for something. And uh, commodity speculation was one of them. Do you know what that means? No. So, that's, like, when you think uh, if somebody buys up a lot of iron... Because they think the price of iron is going to go up, so they buy low and sell high. So that's one of the mechanics in this is commodity speculation.
2: Basically tracking the sale price of things. Yeah.
0: So this is probably the price of all these goods.
1: And then there's like wizards, so I assume you can recruit wizards Mm -hmm. and somehow. And there's cards for like towers and familiars, so I assume you somehow get those. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: There's also spells, so I'm assuming we're going to be able to attack each other's towers or each other's wizards with spells that maybe we have to pay for with regents, like bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble style.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So the history of witchcraft. Yeah. And I say that, and I look at BP, but we switched things up this episode. Woo! So I'm going to talk about towers. So towers are not considered buildings. They are structures. What's the difference
2: between a building and a structure? So
0: typically, a structure uh, is not meant for living in. It provides some other function. So towers have been used for communication, for warning, for observation. Uh, So uh, And they differ from masts. Because a tower can support itself, so like a mast will have guy wires that will help maintain its stability. Okay. Uh, but a tower will typically be much wider at the base and then slowly uh, get taller. And there's lots of different uses for towers. Now there are living towers where people do tend to live in them, but a lot of times it's not necessarily in the tower itself. It's a building that is attached to the tower. But there are uh, many examples of buildings um, or structures that are towers that people reside in as a resident or did at one point.
2: What about buildings that have towers attached to them?
0: So... That's just part of the structure, so that is also mentioned. Uh, Ziggurats Uh are also considered towers. Okay. Uh, My favorite type of tower, because I find it incredibly interesting, is a shot tower. Have you ever heard of a shot tower? No. No. So, how easy do you think it is to mold metal into a perfect sphere to make it into a shootable bullet? Difficult. Very difficult. So you can't really do molds because what happens is you get mold mold lines and then you would have to uh, file them off. So what somebody figured out was that you can actually build a really tall tower and you can pour molten lead down a grate that has a bunch of holes in it. And based on the falling, it will actually form into perfect round spheres because of air resistance and then it will cool just enough that when it hits the water, it doesn't cool super fast and shatter. It is cool enough that once it hits the water, it keeps its shape. And so, you can actually create different sized shot based on that procedure. So, these used to be all over the place because that was the way that you made lead shot for shotguns and other things. (laughs) But now you can do it much easier and much quicker with uh, different methods that you don't need giant towers. And so there's only like three or four of them left in the United States. None (laughs) of them are still in use, but uh, a lot of them are at like national parks uh, because, you know, they were part of somebody's land and it was gifted away. But yeah, so that's my favorite type of tower is a shot tower (laughs)
2: because
0: it's just interesting.
2: It is interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. And so that is towers.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to live in a tower.
0: I, when I was looking at pictures, I was like, I want to live in that tower and I want to live in that tower and I want to build that and live in that tower because that would be wicked cool. Uh, there's examples of like all kinds of civilizations that just had, the, there's a village in Yemen uh-huh. That I cannot remember the name of right now, but like the picture of it was just all these little buildings, and every single building had their own little tower.
2: Oh yeah, in northern Italy, um, many of the communes have. That was uh, um, part of the article you read. Yep.
0: Cologne mm-hmm. 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 was one of the cities that was mentioned that has a ton of towers, and then it reminded me of the tower in Santa Barbara, attached to the courthouse. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that would be an observation tower. Okay. Yep, yeah, because you could see I didn't you. know if
2: it was a bell tower.
0: If it I mean, so then it would have been used for communication because essentially that's what bells are used for. But now I don't think there's a bell at the top. Now I think you can just go up and look. But so it would have started as communication and then led to
2: Okay. Yep.
0: So not a building, just a structure.
2: Okay. Noted. Yep.
0: Good oh.
2: So you guys want to know how to play?
0: Nope. I already know. Paxamite though. Okay. I would appreciate
1: it.
2: So the starting player takes the first turn each round and can perform one action. We'll describe what one of those six actions are. Play continues clockwise to complete the round. The first player is randomly chosen. Womp, womp. So, how about most recently to cast a spell?
1: And you played D&D, so... Ooh, that's yeah, a solid I'm, point.
2: I'm the DM. I did not actually But cast did it. any
0: of your NPCs cast no. a spell? Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, Most recent one, to build a tower? No. No. I don't think I've built How about tower. visit a tower? Visit a dungeon?
0: I think the last time I went cave. to a tower, you went to a cave. I feel like that's the opposite of a tower. I
1: I, I said visit a, a dungeon. Oh, okay. I don't know if that really counts.
0: I visited what used to be part of a tower in Japan, in Okinawa.
1: It was a long time ago. It was
0: a long time ago. And then I did visit a castle in Tulin or a cathedral that had some pretty tall towers in Tartu. You can go first. Okay.
2: Uh, in a couple of weeks, Paxton and I will visit a dungeon. Sure. Anyway. So the actions, as you can see on the handy cheat sheet card that I gave you, uh, are gather regents, convert regents to mana, uh, recruit wizards, research spells, create a tower, or someone familiar. So to gather regents, these are basically the gather resource action. Um, so you play one of your regent gathering cards, which... Uh, the cards are located up there right now, but we'll pass them out in a moment. And you take up to three of the commodity tokens, these handy, nice little wooden tokens we have here that are shown on the card. Um, you can only gather three commodities, even if they're more on the card. So as you can see here, uh, an example we have has a toadstool, a uh, fluffy bean, uh, that's Eye of the Newt, Sulphur, and Nightshade. And so you'd there's four regents on there, four commodities, but you could only take three. So you'd have to choose which of those you want. Um, we'll come back to that. Um, after gathering the regents, you increase the mana value, so that tracker uh, commodity tracker thing, uh, by the number of regents, um, increase the amount of value on the regents tracker based on the increased value on the card. So again, in our card we have, you would increase horn, sulfur, and foxglove. Um,
1: So if there's multiple of the same one, you would increase it by however many Mm -hmm. are on there? Okay. Uh,
2: Another action option is convert regents to mana, basically selling the commodities option. Um, So you can take any quantity of a single type and convert it to mana. You place the commodity tokens in the supply and take the current value shown on the tracker and reduce the tracker, the amount sold. So for instance, if you had, say, you were selling five Fox Gloves and foxglove was up to 12, you would reduce the tracker down to seven.
0: But you get 12 for each.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For your what you're getting. Um, next, you can recruit uh, a wizard. This is basically the auction bidding option. Um, basically, we are the Archmazes, and so we're going to be. Um, there'll be two wizards that will be up for offer, uh, and then they are battled over uh, with quotes, meaning that basically it operates as an auction. So the player who sets, starts, the, um, starts the recruiting or bidding option bids and then the bidding or auction goes in turn order clockwise until uh, there is a winner. So you can either uh, bid more than the person before you or what the current bid is or pass. Uh, The winner then pays for the wizard in mana.
1: And it'll be a lot of mana you bid.
2: Yep. You can research a spell. So select, there will be four spells out here uh, on offer. You pay the mana cost shown on the upper left-hand corner of the card. Place the card Uh, face down in front of you. Uh, Face down means you own it, but it has not been cast. We'll talk about casting spells in a moment. Or you can create a tower, so purchase the available tower card by paying either the regents displayed in the bottom left or the number of gold on the bottom right. The regent tokens go to the supply. The purchase card is placed in front of the player. The tower increases the player's regent storage capacity by one per tower. So when you uh, gather commodities, in addition to only being able to gather three on the card uh, up to three at a time, you can only hold up to ten unless you have have towers, and then there are uh, there's an achievement and some spells that allow you to hold more. You can also summon a familiar, um, so you can purchase one of the two available familiar cards. When they're out and available by either uh, by paying the mana shown on the upper left hand corner cards must be used immediately upon purchase for one of four actions being scoring. So you receive one gold per card that shares the same school of magic as the familiar Uh, cards that may uh, count towards this total include Wizard, Tower, Spell, and Familiar. You can gather Regents and cast spells. So you collect Regents shown on the card and then cast any spell you own and have commodities for. You can do new research, which basically is clearing the spell cards. You take one of those cards, the new cards, then for free uh, and can cast the spell. Or you can go dungeon diving, which is basically push your luck. Uh, If you get two monster cards, you're out and lose everything. Otherwise, you can keep drawing and keep the treasure as long as you don't hit that second monster card. So, casting spells. There are three options. You can uh, do it after the gather regent action. So once you're done gathering, you can cast one spell. If you do the new research action under uh, the familiars, you cast the spell that you get, as long as you have, of course, um, the uh, available uh, resources. Um, Or under the familiar action, gathering regents and casting spells. So you can cast as many spells as you want during that um, option. There are also achievements. Once you meet the conditions of the achievements, uh, you gain that achievement, they'll be out next to the tracker. They're worth victory points at the end. The game ends when one of the wizard tower familiars or spell decks is depleted. Scoring will go... Wizard tower pairs are worth five victory points. Um, Same, if they have the same school of magic, they're worth, uh, for the pair, they're worth 10 victory points. Spell cards from the same school of matching as a matching pair are worth an additional five. Any unpaired wizard or tower cards are worth one victory point. Golds are worth victory points of the same value that. The gold is uh, some spell cards have victory points dungeon treasures have victory points based on who has the most treasure cards second most gifts uh, most gets 10 second most gets five if there's a tie for the person obviously with the most victory points wins if there's a tie it goes to the person with the most mana and those are the rules let's
1: play.
0: We just finished a game of Lizard Wizard. To recap, Paxton had 134 sulfur points. Kiwi had 136 familiar points. And BP won with 138 gold points. Winning strategy, BP.
2: Uh, I tried to pair towers. Bears. Pairs of bears. Pairs of bears. Wizards and towers. Okay. And then... Um, yeah, just getting those gold coins, I think, also mm-hmm. really helps. Yeah, you
0: did a lot of dungeon diving, I think, for mm-hmm. some of those gold coins. So, uh,
1: Paxton, did you have a strategy? Um, I mean, I kind of misunderstood the pairing because I thought you had to pair a wizard with a familiar and a tower. Uh... So, I was trying to get trios and not just the wizard and the tower. So, I had like four trios, but then I realized, oh, wait, that doesn't do anything. I'm um, no, so I kind of tried to start getting towers, but it didn't work out because I couldn't get wizards that matched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember seeing... You had seeing... a lot of matching pairs, though. I only had fives. But, like, a Dad also got rid of my cards. That would have given me a lot. Yeah, that's easier. true. You had a lot of spells. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think I remember seeing a spell that gave you some extra points if you did match up a familiar with. Yeah, so I remember I seeing so. that out there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and for me, I was trying to... Get the achievements because mm-hmm. I felt like ten points was a lot. And then uh Pax, because I got rid of some of Paxson's victory point cards, he got rid of some of my victory point cards. So I think I would have had a slightly better score because I, I had one that was like plus VP for Familiars. So I just started loading up on Familiars. Mm-hmm. And then when the spell came out for every time somebody built a tower, or somebody mm-hmm. recruits or wizard, they came out super late. But I was like, well, I know that those are good cards or good buildings in raccoon tycoon because they have similar ones and so i'm gonna snatch those up but i did get a good amount of money as everybody towards the end was like build a tower build a tower build a tower build a tower so i was getting a bunch of mana that way so yeah uh theme paxton what'd you think of the theme did you think you were an archmage recruiting wizards and building towers
1: i i think so yeah okay yeah
0: bp
2: no it was a commodity game
0: yeah I I will say, though, that uh, we were, like, when you wanted something, you didn't say, like, give me the coffee bean or give me the pile of yellow snow or anything. We were calling it Mandrake and Nightshade and all that kind of stuff.
2: And the spells helped, I think.
0: I think, yeah, I think the spells bring it into a little game. But I think, yeah, commodity speculation is a big part of it, just like in Raccoon Tycoon. So I'm not, that part didn't feel wizardy to me. Yeah. But the spells and the fact that we were using the resources. So I think a little bit on the theme, but yeah, I don't necessarily feel like an archmage.
2: Right. But the cards, I think, uh, going into uh, table presence, I think the cards also helped. So the artwork, right, the, the idea that they were familiars and they they looked magically right, spiders and lizards and frogs, right? Uh all your typical brewing type of ideas were there. Um and table presents, like raccoon tycoon, it's it's there's a lot kind of going on the board, but it's very well organized. And of course with Annie Stagg uh as the artist, the cards are great. Um, And to a certain extent, you do have to cover them up as you're kind of collecting them, but you still get to look at them while they're spread out. So I think it would definitely turn your head because it's they're pretty cards um, to look at. And as they're displayed out before you start piling them up, you do get to see the pretty artwork. Yeah. Uh, paxton what do you think of the table presence
1: i thought i mean it took up like a good half of the table yeah so it was quite big but everything was organized pretty well so you knew like hey this is over here i put this here so it wasn't very confusing or like crowded but mm-hmm. as you got more cards it kind of got a little crazy but after you used the card like on the familiar. So you use the card once, you do the ability, and it's fine to cover it
0: up because yeah. it doesn't matter after that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't have anything extra to add with you guys. Uh, mechanics. So it has some of those mechanics that we really enjoy in Raccoon Tycoon mm-hmm. with the commodity speculation. It was fun to watch Paxton kind of realize you know, where that came. I think it was like at the very beginning, like I sold something really high and you were just like, oh no. And then I saw you looking at other people's resources as you needed money and like making decisions based on that. So that was neat. That was fun. Um, and then I think the only really, so the spells and the familiars are really the only thing that were big. And I feel like the familiars or the spells replace buildings. Mm-hmm. So I feel like familiars are the only thing that got added in um, to it. And the fact that you used resources for more than just money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So nothing, nothing major, but they are mechanics that we have played in the past and enjoyed.
2: I liked the dungeon, I think, was something new oh, yeah. and different. Yeah, that was, yeah. And uh, it added that
1: push your luck, which we do love.
0: Yeah. So they just added push your luck to more push your luck. Yeah. Which is just what commodity speculation is. Maxim, what did you think about the mechanics of the game?
1: Um, I mean, never playing Raccoon Tycoon before. I really enjoyed it. The commodity speculation is pretty fun, and a good push your luck and take that is always oh yeah
2: (laughs) there is a uh part in the rules that said if you guys if the players don't like take that you could take those because they had those spell cards were the take that there Mm -hmm. were certain ones and they had um a marking on them so Uh, you could take them out if you didn't want to have to take that yeah
0: yeah, to give the option Mm -hmm. yeah um rules bp how was it
2: teaching the game was i mean having played raccoon tycoon uh i think i did a decent job how was it learning it from me
1: it was good i mean like most games we play i was a little confused at first but like after the first round mm-hmm. i understood like, what was going on or what i needed to do and kind of understood like the stuff i needed to do more
0: yeah and i think I think BP and I had a little bit of an advantage because it is very close to how Raccoon Tycoon plays. Yeah. Like I feel like if we played it again, or if we played Raccoon Tycoon, even though you've never seen Raccoon Tycoon, I think you would do pretty good at Raccoon Tycoon, having mm-hmm. played this, and yeah. you know, vice versa. So we did have a little bit of advantage, but I felt like, I mean, you still came in second. So yeah. and with yeah. the scores were super close. We
1: finally beat you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then BP, how was the rule book? It's very well laid out. Yeah. And it's pretty simple. Had examples for like almost all of the rules. I don't know if that's the way it is with all forbidden games, but it was.
0: And I don't remember because it's been a while since we've played one. I
2: mean, when you had questions, I went into it. I was able to find those things right away. And it were just things that I had read at one point that had kind of didn't sink in yeah welcome to my world
0: (laughs) uh player interaction i mean i feel like this has a little bit more than raccoon tycoon which raccoon tycoon already has a decent amount between the bidding and the um, market speculation Uh, but this one with With the the spells and a little bit more i felt like the player interaction is a little bit more than uh raccoon tycoon but not a ton more right yeah
1: yeah i'll agree with that
0: what did you think about the player action? Yeah,
1: I thought it was, there was a good amount of it, and like, especially with like the bidding mm-hmm. and the like spells. Because, uh-huh. like, some people, you would, when you put out these spells, you'd be like, ooh. Yeah. So, you'd be like, oh, well. I can take one for free and you want that one. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny? Well, I re- there was one that came out
0: and BP and I were both like, Ooh, cause it reminded us both immediately of a really good building in Raccoon Tycoon. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we both made the noise, I was like, "Ah, oh, crap. Paxton gets a spell for free. He's going to take that one. Thankfully, you took a different one. Yeah, uh, I didn't
1: like the one you guys were oohing about. it kind yeah. of helped me. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I but I think had you played raccoon Tycoon, and you might have taken that one. Yeah, yeah. And so. I liked
1: the bidding because, like, if I knew somebody really needed something, I would just mm-hmm, go drive up. higher yeah. and just drive it up until I knew they couldn't go anymore, and then I just stopped so they had to pay a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. You you were you were playing the Eric method of <laughs> of auctions.
1: Or if I wanted something and somebody else bet, I would have spend all my money. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. That very last one was fun because it was BP opened it and was like this number, and I was just like counting my money and went thirty-eight. And Paxton <laughs> counted his money went forty-seven, and then BP had forty-eight. So she was like to the it.
2: Almost got it. You know? Crisis rated you guys out of that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so then the ultimate question: uh, Would you play it again, Paxton? Absolutely. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, would you want to play raccoon tycoon
2: I think so I'd like to try it yeah. Nice.
0: yeah compare them yeah yeah
2: BP absolutely Annie seg again and um I do think it's different enough from raccoon tycoon um it's uh, it's it's a little deeper game it's not I mean it's not super deep it's not super complex um it's light enough but it does take some time to play through so it's not a quick easy uh game but there's just there's a lot to it that keeps you engaged and interested yeah.
0: absolutely i feel like i need to play raccoon tycoon again i feel like uh the elements that are different i'm not sure if it's different enough mm-hmm. that being said i really did enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, and had i not played i need to play raccoon tycoon before i say anything absolutely. but uh, i did enjoy it i did enjoy the things that they added to it um, I felt like the changes that they made to fit the theme and the art were good, and I didn't feel like it was just a reskinned mm-hmm. Raccoon Tycoon for sure. Uh, but there's a lot of overlap. I'm not. Yeah, there's a there's enough overlap where I'm not sure if both belong in somebody's collection. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, except
2: that Annie Stegg is the artist. Correct. And, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, but. I haven't, we haven't played Raccoon Tycoon in a bit, so sure. I would need to play that again before I came to an affirmative. But the answer is yes, I would play it again. Yeah.
2: Well, let's do it.
0: Okay. And that was Lizard Wizard.
2: So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, especially if they have great artists, just send them our way. Uh, The email is firstturntabletop at gmail. We are on Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says as he's waving his wand around and throwing some mandrakes in the uh, cauldron, he says... Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games.